Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm a senior NBA writer for the Action Network, and this is your NBA Conference Finals Props Edition. Joining me to give out some prop bets as far as player props is the I need and we need a name for you, Joe. Props. I don't even know, man. Props czar. Props. We'll take submissions, maybe from the listeners. We need a a name for Joe, but he's the the king of the props, the props demigod, something. Joe Delera. From the Action Network, also joining me, NBA Futures writer, Brandon Anderson, who I've talked to a lot today. And I'm excited to talk more to him with, as we cover the conference finals, Heat, Celtics, and Nuggets, Lakers. We will go through a series of prop bets for the full series player props that you can find in various markets. And then we'll give you a couple of leans on game-by-game stuff. I got some game one stuff for Lakers, Nuggets in particular I want to go through uh, I don't want to split this up into the different conferences. Let's do them all together. Let's go ahead and start with the series, uh, full series props. Brandon, what are your full series prop bets for the conference finals? Okay, so I like in the Western Conference, I like Jamal Murray to score 25 a game, Denver to win the series combo. That's plus 210. I'm not going to say much about that because I talked about that one on our Western preview. So you can check out that podcast and hear a little bit more there. I like Nikola Jokic to lead the series in rebounding. We will haggle over the number because that one has been moving quickly, but I like it at a plus number. If you can find it, it's been as high as a plus 200. Uh, Those are my favorite two there. Over in the East, I like Al Horford to lead the series in rebounding at 30 to 1. And I like Jason Tatum to lead the series in the threes at minus 140 at our sponsor FanDuel. Quite quite the swing from minus 140 to 30 to 1. Uh, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta fund the 3,000s with a couple easier winners. Yeah. Joe, Joe Delera, what are your series prop bets uh, for the conference? So, so I'm also on the Jokic, uh, the rebounds leader. Um, 
that that line to me is we'll talk about that one but that line's crazy and then i'm also on horford at 30 to 1 um i think there's a ton of value there i'm on one of our sneaky guys here i'm on kyle lowry to lead the series and assists. you can get that as high as uh 20 to 1 in the market it was 30 to 1 and that moved pretty rapidly and i i think that there might be a little bit of value on the three-point market uh, as well in the Denver, um, the Denver Lakers series. But I, th- I think it's something that I'd like to talk to Brandon about for, and you about a little bit here, because before I pick one of these guys realistically on Denver to lead the series in threes, but um, it's definitely, I, I think that there's definitely a little bit of value there given just the Lakers general shot profile. Uh, I like Michael Porter Jr., Head-to-head versus LeBron James, minus 140 for most total made threes in the series. Mm-hmm. Nice little minus 140 action for you there. Uh, and uh, I am actually going to take Max Struess, plus 290, to have more made threes than Jason Tatum, who is plus 290 for Max Struess in that regard. Oh, there was one other one that I liked. Okay, There's uh, series stat leaders you can get at FanDuel. It's Jamal Murray leading points, Jokic leading rebounds, and Jokic leading assists at ten to one. Yeah, um, I, I like that. Too. I like that parlay. It it's a, in there. Popular parlays dash featured. If anybody's <laughs> looking for it, more popular now that you said it, Joe. It's gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be a minus number in this group of like anything that's twenty to one. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's start with Joe's. Joe's, where do you want to start? What was the what's the one that you want to talk about the most here? Uh, so I think really all the things related to uh, the should have been MVP are really, really interesting, right? So I don't know how the Lakers are going to defend him, but I do know that he's going to be able to deal with basically anything that they can throw at him, right? So I think that Brent, like, you know, I like him to lead in both rebounds and assists. I think both of the numbers are bettable. Um, depending on where you can get rebounds, uh, you can get like still like a, like almost even money basically for him to lead in rebounds, but then also you can get him to lead in assists depending on if you can find that market or not, but around minus 200, I don't think there's anybody even, there's really nobody even close to him in my opinion for where this line is set, right? He's averaging almost 10 assists per game in the playoffs. The next closest is Jamal Murray at six and a half. And then LeBron is all the way down at like. 5.3 so we're not this like these teams like everybody's talked about oh this is a bubble rematch whatever like we've seen these teams before these teams are very very different than the teams that played each other in the bubble in terms of even you know coaching methodology roster construction player development and this lebron that we're seeing now is playing a lot more off ball i think you guys have talked about it a bit and just like how much does he have in the tank? He's kind of picking and choosing his spots. I I think it's tough to see. Like Jokic can average double digit assists in his sleep, and I I general I think that they're going to double him or send a lot of help at him. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have other thoughts on that, but I I feel like they're going to send a lot of help at Jokic and try to get the ball out of his hands. Which I know it's a little bit of a risky endeavor, but it's uh, he's he's been on a scoring tear because nobody can stop him. It, it, the numbers for Jokic are insane, and the way that yeah. these markets are juiced is really ridiculous. Like, this is my favorite one on FanDuel. Nikola Jokic to record a triple-double in Game 7 and Denver to win the series 4-3 to three is only plus 700. <laughs> <laughs> I 
know. And the, the funny part is I saw that one and I was like, so it's basically just a, does the series go seven games back yeah. then? Huh? Yeah. Like that's, I was like, well, if it goes seven, he probably gets a triple double and wins the game. So it does it go seven. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think here's a question, Joe, are you worried at all about foul trouble? So yes and no, but I think that at a certain point, he knows what his value is to the team. Right. So even if they have to give AD some looks and just like, you know, concede a little bit, I think that that's just what they're going to do. And AD is also comfortable taking that pull-up jumper, which is not going to necessarily draw a lot of fouls, right? Where then you're looking at the rest of the interior and LeBron is going to, you know, what's he going to do? Try to switch on to Murray a bunch. He's not going to switch on to Jokic. So I'm not as worried about the foul trouble as maybe I should be. But I think he's he's underrated as a defender. And I think he's smart enough to pick and choose his spots and just say like, look, I'm, I'm not going to pick up a foul here. Like you can have this layup. Brandon, what are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, I, I like the Jokic plays. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't feel like we need a lot of chiming in here. Jokic rebounding, I had already mentioned. I have Jokic assist down with free money question mark written next to it. So that's what I think about that one. I had in my notes on FanDuel, you can also bet Jokic to lead in points and rebounds and assists, which yeah. sounds like a lot, but it's just like he's Jokic. So that's plus 155. So I I had that. And then the, the if you sub in Murray to lead the points, that's when you said, Joe, that's the 10 to one. I don't mind playing both of those effectively saying, okay, I believe Jokic re- leads in rebounds and assists. I full heartedly believe that. And I think that the points is one of those two nuggets. Then maybe it could be Jamal. I do like Jamal to get a lot of jumpers off and I'll, I'll chime in on threes there yeah. um, in a second, but I don't mind. You can't really go evenly since one's at plus 155, but if you do maybe like a slight hedge on that and then put more of the bet on the Murray one, if you like it, um, I, I like that way to go. I want to switch over to threes in the series because right. I'm going to ask about Nikola Jokic there also. He's 8-0-1 to lead the series in threes. And Matt, you know, on our game one pod, this was my best bet, over one and a half threes. Joe, you and I talked about this. The over yep. one and a half is plus 180. 80 one is a really long number. He took four attempts and five attempts in the two games that he played against uh, Anthony Davis, full games this year. And I think that's going to be a strategy. Both sides really want him to shoot that three at the top of the key. They want him to take the three, mm-hmm. prove you can hit it, pull Davis out. He averaged 1.8 uh, the last uh, series against them. So 40% he's hitting. He's getting about four and a half up. That's not a great number. That's not going to win you the threes if you're playing the Warriors. But like you said, Joe, I think this threes market is kind of open. So I want to talk through this a little bit. I had in my notes, Jamal Murray, I see a plus 180. I think he's the likely winner. But I think if he struggles a little bit, if he misses, I think MBJ is the only other real threat. Matt, you had him over LeBron. Am I crazy to think Nicola could even get into this mix here? So I, I want to throw it to you, Matt. Tell me about your MPJ LeBron thing. Is it a LeBron fade, an MPJ play? Where are you at on those two? It's an MPJ play. I actually like MPJ to lead the series in three. Mm. Well, plus two fifty. I'm going to look at that. Yeah. So there's two. There's a couple of different ways the series goes in terms of of where the Lakers get to in their rotation formulation. Doing some wordplay. Um, <laughs> it's possible. Ham kept switching things up because Kerr kept throwing different lineups at him. So it was like, okay, we're going to start. Um, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to start Gary Payton. Okay. We're going to do this. Okay. You know, we're the, the layers kept going for them. 
the Nuggets don't really do that. The Nuggets are not going to sub out their starters. Yeah, starters are starters. Like those those five guys are not changing. If it gets bad, then yeah, we might see Peyton Watson. You know, we might see Christian Brown play more. Um, we might see Zeke Naji. I could see Zeke Naji playing a few minutes in the series. Probably won't go well. But like for the most part, it's going to be pretty stable. The Lakers, on the other hand, will have like a number of options. At some point in the series, MPJ is going to have to be guarded by either LeBron James or by Austin Reeves. They'll either go big, yeah. right? And if they go big, then that's probably going to mean that LeBron plays a little bit on MPJ with him at the four. And in those situations, MPJ is going to have some corner three opportunities because LeBron's going to cheat up trying to make plays. Okay. If it's Reeves, MPJ is going to shoot over him. Um, with LeBron, like, look, he's going to have a couple of games where he hits a bunch of threes. He's going to have a lot of games where he shoots 29%. Like, it's just, yeah. this is this is kind of who he is. And he's going to settle a lot. My Jokic thing for you, Brandon, is this, is that if there is one player that I do not understand the shot selection of, <laughs> and that's including, like, Jalen Green and La- LaMelo Ball and a lot of <laughs> players that make me insane – if there's one player I don't understand the shot selection of, it's Nikola Jokic. Not in a bad way. I just don't know what he's thinking. It always yeah. kind of works out. Yeah. But like, what's well, that? That's the thing is, I think I'm kind of playing that here. Is like, well, what if Nikola is just like, guess what? I'm gonna beat you with threes this series. Like, why couldn't he do that? He might just do that. He has this playoffs he, against Phoenix. He had uh, three games where he hit two. You hit two. You're in the ballpark on this one. His his over-under is 1.3 per game. So Joe and I talked about, like, should we just do that or play the per games? Against Minnesota, he had a 3 of 8 and a 5 of 8 three-pointers game in those series. He just decided, hey, tonight I'm shooting eight three-pointers. What if he just does that against Davis the whole series? You want to know what I wish we could do? I wish we could do first half threes. Because (laughs) what what he will absolutely do is, like, he will test you in that first half and be like, I'm going to keep taking these. Are you going to leave me open? Right. You, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, that, that's part of this bet also is like, I think it's possible that he, what if he goes five of eight in game one and all of a sudden they're going to put this market back up and I'm going to be able to just get Jamal Murray at like a plus 200 and be like, all right, cool. I just got both of them now. Yeah. Thanks for the one game. It's probably not going to get there, but it bought me the hedge price. And then yeah, because like, I, wins it. go ahead. You know, because I was to say, like, I think it's just one of those things with with him, like the volumes there. The one the only thing that concerns me with like the betting these like over under on the series, right, is that you have to extrapolate them over the number of games and then they have to go over it. So like for him to go over the one point three in four games is six threes, five games is seven, six is eight. But then it's seven. It jumps to ten. So like I think that like he can do it. Right. But you always have to remember it's like, it's always going to be a little bit more because of the extra, like because of the games, like you have to go over it. It's impossible to like average the number that they're giving us on these markets. So like, even though it's 1.3, it could be, it could still be, it could be like 1.5 and it's like almost the same thing in like, in terms of like, depending on where the game is. Uh, I have one more. And then uh, Jason Timp over at the volume sports uh, podcast network got me onto this one. It's LeBron James over on assists in the series. Um, Mm. The more I kind of looked at it, the more I do think that the Nuggets, I think are going to have to blitz him. I I think that there's no real, he presents too much of a problem because you can't play drop against him because you leave him too much space to attack Jokic downhill. You can't switch it, right? He'll, he will hunt down Jamal Murray and Nicola over and over and over again. And those are high foul situations for those guys. 
So I think they're going to have to blitz him. Like, I'm not saying that this is like, this didn't come from anybody in the coaching staff, but I will tell you that like in proximity to the nuggets, LeBron is a, is a thing that they are understandably because it's LeBron, but just in general, like there's not like a, Oh, we'll just do this. A lot of times when I ask teams like, well, what are you going to do about this? They're like, Oh, we're just going to do that. Like, this is our plan. Like, we'll just do that. It's what you have to do here with LeBron. There's a lot more of like, man, I don't know. Like we're going to have to throw a bunch, a bunch of stuff and try and figure it out. I think they're going to have to blitz him and he's going to make the weak side pass rotation that Devin Booker couldn't make to the weak side corner and Lonnie Walker and Rui Hachimura, Malik Beasley and Sasha Vujicic and Mark Madsen, Derek Fisher and and all those guys are going to make threes. Like it's going to be a bonanza of weak side rotations on threes. So I like taking the LeBron over on a system, the series I'm going to be on that in game one as well. Um, I think the the number on that five and a half is soft. Uh, Joe, you've got a leading score in the series that you want to talk about. Yeah, I don't. What do you think about Anthony Davis to lead the series in scoring? Right, like if you're, I think it's a better bet than a Lakers series bet, right? Because if AD leads the series, that probably means the Lakers are going to win. Like I think that that means that there's no answer for him, and then it also means that Murray probably isn't scoring that much, and Jokic also isn't scoring that much, um, because you probably would need to score close to at least close to 30 points per, per game. My concern is that so far in the playoffs, he's only averaging 21 basically. And he's kind of been like, a, he's been a great rebounder. He's been a great defensive player, like in on the interior. But is this, I, I feel like this could be a little bit of a different matchup if Jokic doesn't want to get into a foul trouble. And maybe he, if the jump shot's working, then that's a shot they're just going to give him. But I, I wonder what you guys are thinking about that angle like instead of a Lakers series bet if you were looking at Anthony Davis to maybe lead in points because I think that's really their only path I I think that uh the idea that if Davis does lead in scoring that the Lakers win the series that makes sense to me that 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 holds up I just can't get to Davis leading and scoring like to get to 28 30 a game for for me it's a consistency thing I I don't know that I can see him do that for six games he's gonna have a game where just like ah well didn't try tonight. Sorry, guys. The Lakers punted this one, or Davis didn't show up, or wasn't physical tonight, or stubbed his toe in the first quarter and left for three hours. Or, like, I just, I'm sorry. I just don't trust that none of those things are going to happen at any point. That's part of why I like the Jokic rebounding prop. Same reason. It's just like, well, he's going to play all the minutes, and I can assume he's going to be out there rebounding. I, I feel like there are too many ways I can see the Davis thing going sideways, in addition to just being like, well, his. To me, a big reason as as our our local Lakers hater that does not want this to be the bubble redux, I am encouraged to see as I looked in the numbers, Anthony Davis, I think, is playing worse overall right now than he did in the bubble. He's better defensively. He's amazing defensively, but he is not having the offensive impact he did. He's not shooting as well as he did in that bubble. So I don't like him to get to 30. I, I actually, I, I'm worried a little bit about the Lakers offense. I the one over under in the series I liked is LeBron under 26.2 points. That kind of feeds into your assists that you talked about, Matt, and more passing yeah. role. I don't know who scores for them. Then I think it has to be the other guys, but I, I don't love Davis to lead. Matt, what do you think? It's a, I think it's more of a bet on Davis's defense. Hmm. To me is like the play is he's at 26 per game. Let's see. He bumps that to 28 with more minutes, right? He's playing 34 minutes per game in the playoffs. Say he bumps it to 38. And he manages, like, he manages to not leave the games enough. He stays on the floor, and he averages 28. Jokic's points per game line is 28.2. 
So if Davis wins versus the market, if Davis holds Jokic under, yeah, who's going to beat Davis? Is Jamal Murray going to average 30 in the series? Probably not, right? Like 29, yeah. like maybe? Does LeBron average 29? I don't think any of us think that that's going to happen. So there's not a better, I don't think that there's a better way to play it, but that needs to be part of your cap, Joe. If you want to play that is you need to be like, I think, Anthony Davis will slow down Nikola Jokic. And the problem with that is like, once you go there, now you should get into like, you should be looking at the props of like Anthony Davis to lead the, lead the series in scoring and the Lakers to win. Because yeah. Because if Davis is effective in slowing down Jokic and he leads the, the series in scoring, the Lakers are definitely winning the series. Yeah. Yeah. That, that totally makes sense. Hey, this is Action Network audio director, Matt Mitchell, inviting you to head into the sports betting summer with new gear that's built to last. And our folks at Shady Rays, friends of the podcast, they have you covered from the sun to the slopes to out at sea with their premium polarized shades. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company offering world-class products just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. And like our betting podcasts, their sunglasses offer the clearest possible optics. Shady Rays also offers the most bananas protection in all of eyewear, Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So what does that mean? Here's what they told me. It means if you lose or break your pair, even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Basically the opposite of betting on the Oakland A's. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Uh, let's go to the Eastern Conference and talk about what we got over there. Joe, what have you got for the uh, for Celtics versus Heat? Uh, so Brandon and I are both on Horford to lead the series in rebounds. It's at 30 to 1. Um, part of why I like this is he did it. He literally did it last year. Um, he averaged over 10 rebounds per game. And I think a big thing here is people are – if you look at the market right now, Robert Williams is priced like he's a starter. And to me, when I was, when we're watching the last series, right. With Boston, 
Robert Williams joining the starting lineup seemed to be an adjustment to me. And I don't know if that's like a long-term adjustment or not, but I don't think you need him to start here. Like, I think Horford is the guy, like, that's fine. You can start Horford. He can play these big minutes and I don't, and he's played very well against the Miami heat in this type of matchup against Bam Adebayo. So I think the numbers just, insanely long realistically for a guy that they need on the floor and you don't really have the same injury concerns as you would with a Robert Williams. Um, so I think that because Williams went into the starting lineup in game six and seven, you're seeing this market deviate in this way, but Miami's the style of rebounding that they do is like, we talked about this with the Knicks it's not so much the offensive rebounds, which is what Robert Williams is grabbing a lot of and kind of cleaning the glass up on those like easy misses or like little things like that with Horford. He's, he can get those easy defensive rebounds as Miami just is like, well, we're going to get back on defense because that's just what they do. So I think the 30 to one number is kind of crazy, especially with the fact that I think Tatum's a little bit overvalued now because he just led in rebounds the past two series in a row where I don't love this map. I don't love this spot for Tatum uh, just overall. And I think that this line on Horford is just way, way too long as Tatum's really going to be taxed, I think, offensively and defensively with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo likely being the guys that he's trying to deal with. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, this this is another one. Yeah, I I agree with basically with all of that. This is another spot where similar to the Jokic threes one, it's possible that Horford plays like 38 minutes in game one after all the rest and puts up like 12, 13, 14 rebounds and suddenly immediately is like a two to one or three to one here and the market completely changes and now we're holding a 30 to one ticket and you can now, you've got all sorts of options. Now you can get Tatum at an even money or you know you can add all sorts of things to, to add your position there. I agree. I don't think that this is a Time Lord series. Like if you think about what does Boston need out there? Do they need the extra defensive piece? Because Joel Embiid is nope, nope, he's gone. He's 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 out. He's goodbye. The Heat don't score. The Heat need scoring. The Heat are going to shoot a ton of threes. I want my perimeter guys out there. I want to get more perimeter guys to guard them, and I want to get more offense once we have the ball because I think that's what Boston needs more of in the series. So, and Time Lord has only been playing twenty minutes a game, twenty point seven until the last two starts in the in the playoffs so far, six rebounds a game for him. So if he just goes back to that sort of a role, or even if he has to go back to that because of his injuries coming and going, yeah, Horford averaged 37 minutes a game last uh, playoffs against Miami. So I like that one a lot. And you can, at some books, you can bet just the over-under on his rebounds per game. It is 6.7, and I think that number is ludicrous. So I've actually, out of everything on this podcast, is my favorite bet. I'm going to bet that one multiple units and then use part of what I'm assuming are winnings on that to fund the rebound leader bet for Horford just because it's like the escalator version here. But I I don't know how Horford goes under 6.7, barring some injury or something limiting the minutes. And and even then, and even then, right? Because it's a per game. So like as long as he didn't go out in like the first quarter with an injury, you're you're in pretty good shape for that because like I don't see a circumstance where he's going to be playing less than what like 30 minutes a game it's like it's very hard to see a scenario where he's not on the floor just because of the versatility he has both offensively right. and defensively yeah they just they want him out there so much because of his switchability and that's I feel like he, 
he's going to play as many minutes as they can handle him playing. If anything, the fear, I guess, is I do think this series, I could see like multiple Boston blowout wins, not even because I think Boston's going to like crush in the series. Just that's where this, you know, Matt, you and Jason talked about this, that we might get a few like 30 point Boston wins and then like a 12 point Miami blowout. So if you get the 30 point Boston wins, uh oh, Horford had like three rebounds in 20 minutes or something. I feel like that's a possibility, but I, I still think the number is bad. Matt, what, what did you like on this series? Uh, I like Max Struess uh, versus Tatum. And so Tatum's averaging 3.2 three-pointers per game in the playoffs. I think this, this I think the the two things are going to happen. I think that both teams are going to sell out on the other's best player. I think the Heat are going to sell out on Tatum. And I think the Celtics are going to sell out on Butler. And that's going to leave open threes. And I think Struess is going to be able to sneak past him. I think it's worth it at a plus number, plus 280. Um, yeah. I think the other kind of like one that I would look at in the series, um, the, there's some head to head options that I think are interesting. I wish that, that we could get some more head to head options on Bama to bio. Like that's mm-hmm. one that I actually would like to look at, but there hasn't been an opportunity. I will say I do kind of like, of you can just bet in for ECF MVP, but I do kind of like the idea of, uh, like, let's say I'm wrong and the series doesn't go long. Cause my best balance series is plus two and a half heat. Um, if I'm wrong, Jalen Brown plus 255 more total points than Jimmy Butler seems like not a bad play. Like, mm-hmm. I think that there's a possibility that Jalen Brown can be the score in this series. Like, this could be the Jalen Brown series. And then the finals are Tatum. Like, I just think that, that with what Jalen Brown's been able to do this entire season, and especially with the way the Heat play, they're playing a little bit more drop. Jalen eats those up on, on pull ups. So I think there's a, a little bit of a capacity for him there. Yeah. Yeah, I recall, I painfully recall that being the case early in the series last year as I bet one of my 17 times on Jalen Brown to win one of the MVP awards that he never won any of. That early games and early in the series was Jalen time, and then it kind of tilted Tatum late in the series. Uh, I like Tatum threes a little more. That You said 3.2, and that is the correct number, but there is the one game when Tatum played like 17 minutes and the weird blowout. So outside of that game, he's at three and a half makes out of nine and a half attempts. This is very high volume. So I kind of like him, but as I'm thinking about it, the one thing I had noted here is not a bet right now, but just want to keep an eye on. I think Tatum to win Eastern MVP is the obvious play, but the number is is gross right now. It's like a minus 200 something. I don't want it. I don't want to play it right now, even though I think Boston is going to win. I think all the Boston numbers are ridiculous right now and juiced way too high. But Tatum's really hot and cold. Tatum scored 51, but he might come out and put up like 12 in game one. And they might even win that still because they've got enough other options. But I I feel like with Jason Tatum, I I still like him for threes. He's going to have one of those games where he hits six or seven of them. I still like him for Eastern MVP. But I think just to point that out, like watch for the spot and we'll come back to it if there is a good spot for it. But I could see it being like three games in and all Jalen Brown has been averaging 28 a game and Tatum's not scoring well and whatever. Like, and I think that Brown will have a better price than, or sorry, Tatum will have a better price than for you to get in on either one of those. All right, Joe, you got two more. What do you got? So I think for the assist leader market, I, I think you should split your bet here. Um, I like both Kyle Lowry and Jason Tatum to lead the series in assists. You can get Lowry depending on, like you should line shop it around. I, it was open at 30 to one. I think you're seeing some 20 to one still. And Tatum, you can get as high as seven to one. Um, so I think that there's a lot of value in both of these players. Obviously Miami is really, really shorthanded uh, with all the injuries that they've kind of dealt with, but 
in the conference semifinals, Lowry averaged 5.7 assists, which would be the second most amongst any player on both of these teams. Tatum was at five. And I think what you said, Matt, like lends a little bit more towards Tatum, right? Because of the fact that if they're going to sell out to stop him, that probably means that he's going to have to pass the ball, which like I know he hates to do lately, but um, he's going to have to pass the ball. So, it, it, I mean, the numbers show like in the playoffs, he averages like a little over four, like four and a half, like he's closer to five. Nobody on this, nobody on either roster is like a huge true assist guy. And I think it gives you a little bit of flexibility here. Kyle Lowry seems to me to be the guy that's going to get the minutes for Miami because they, I think they need somebody that's like, you know, heat culture for lack of a better term here, but he kind of, he lines up good. I think against Marcus smart, he lines up good against what Boston can do at the point guard position. Uh, I, I think that, you know, it's going to be a flop contest between him and Marcus smart, but well, I think that the assists are going to line up for, for both Lowry and then ultimately Tatum too, if Miami really keys in on him defensively. You want to note real quick, it's important um, that we point this out that Lowry did average those assists versus a fraud of a team in the second round. Um, <laughs> the other thing to note here is that I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Nick. So did Tatum. So. <laughs> uh, hey, here's a fun one though. Could to play on the Lowry side, if you want something kind of different, Lowry plus 320 head to head assists versus uh, Marcus Smart. Ooh. So that's good. Get, that's good. You get 3.2. Uh, Lowry is the plus on that one. Plus yeah, 320. More, more total like assist that. in the series. Marcus Smart's minus 425. Lowry plus 320. So oh, I'm betting that. Yeah, yeah like, you, have, you have Joe's attention. That's, you have that's minus. Fun. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that's so, fun. <laughs> um, okay. That's going to do it for props for the conference finals. You can check out all of our great content. We've got series previews up for the Western Conference. Uh, we'll have Eastern Conference previews. We have WNBA pods coming. Um, we have, uh, I was on the Action Network podcast with Jason Timp. You can check that out in the Action Network feed. Uh, on Tuesday, I'm doing the favorites with Maria Marino. Talk about WNBA and the conference finals. I don't know how you could want more of me at this point, but there's lots of me if you want to get in <laughs> on it. And we'll have, obviously, uh, game-by-game previews and best bets every day of the week this week thanks for joining us everybody make sure to check out joe on twitter at joe delara brandon's on twitter at wheaton brando my thanks to david Payne, our producer for putting in a just a shit ton of work during the nba playoffs i owe david many many bottles of whatever it is that he consumes uh make sure to check out the action network app leave us a five-star review if you leave us a five-star review and you tell us who your favorite analyst is you might wind up with either some merch from our store or even better, a one-year subscription to the pro version of the Action Network app. So make sure you leave a five-star review. Tell us why you love the show and who your favorite analyst is. Jay Money, Albert Wynn, Sean Little, Brandon Anderson, Joe Delera, Jim Turvey. It's not going to be me, and that's fine. That's fine. But just leave whoever it is. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Have yourselves a great week. Enjoy the conference finals. We'll see you guys again next time. And until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.